The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN merch store. 15% off everything when you use promo code PLAYOFFS. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Know me, know the voice, know the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell from Virginia here at your service. And it's a lot of things I could talk about in my short little monologue to begin the show today. We could talk about, you know, the 2-0 sweep on, what was that, Monday? Monday? What's this, Wednesday? So that was Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Where we ended up having, what was my lock? Oh, the Utah Jazz are inevitable. Team total over 126 and a half. Easy. Miami Heat is a dog. And add uh, Tyler Hero, 25 plus. Easy. Fates were on Wednesday. I hope you didn't do it on Monday, but it may work today, but it didn't work on Monday. Sorry sorry for that, Marvin. Shout out to the chat. The chat was booming before we even got going in here. Marvin in here dropped the parlay already. We've got Steve in there. We've got a whole bunch of people. Eddie in there. we got a whole bunch of people. All Ryan, Garcia, Adam, all everybody. The chat's booming. Make sure you get into the chat. If you're listening on podcast, join us in the chat next time. YouTube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast. All right. We could also talk about the 4-0 sweep that Scott and Moonoff had yesterday. Shout out to you guys. But what I want to talk about is how Famous Los said that yesterday's game between Jokic and Embiid was a tie. I forgot Famous Los existed, for the record. I, I totally forgot that was a person. He said, can we call the game a tie? Let me read off the bot score of the two. Now, I'm not not taking anything away from either one. Jokic had 25 points on 11 for 20 shooting. That is that is really good. 0 for 3 from 3. 19 rebounds. Really freaking good. 3 assists. He had a good game. Joel Embiid was 41 points on 13 for 22. 3 for 6 from 3. 10 assists. 7 rebounds. It wasn't a tie. And he won the game. It wasn't a tie. That's all I'm going to say. Last night was not a tie. You can bring up the championship that that Jokic won the year before. Fine. That's okay. It, for the game last night, it wasn't a tie. We had a clear we had a clear winner. It was Joel Embiid and the team that actually won the game. Scott Studio Rochelle people here. Scott, what is going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, interesting couple of games yesterday, some entertaining ones. But yeah, all I'm going to say is if Jokic and Embiid tied, that's not my problem. I won. I had the Sixers minus three. <laughs> I won. 
don't know about you guys, but I had a nice win there. I uh, just, bro, he won. Like, he won the game. Not only, like, and I get it. The night same rebounds is great. Like, it, really it wasn't even good. just winning, by the way. Denver scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. Like, yeah. he didn't. they fell apart down the stretch. Uh, the game in wasn't game even as where, close as the scoreboard suggested. In a game where no defense was played for definitely not in the first half, they kind of locked in a little bit in that second yeah. half. But 17 in the fourth after that game, after having, <laughs> what, 100 plus in the first three quarters? That, I mean, that's that's a little way to finish. No, filling on a back-to-back. They buckled down defensively. They were great. A lot of turnovers, a lot of bad shots. Denver, by the way, had 17, including the Porter Jr. three-pointer and the foul at the end. So they had like 11 points through the first 10 and a half minutes or so of the Mm -hmm. fourth quarter before Porter Jr. had those six points. But overall, nice win for Philly. Uh, Nice job by them getting the job done at home. Denver still overvalued on the road. I forgot their exact road numbers. I think they're 7-14 and now ATS on the road, I think. Uh, besides that, uh, though, let one, me get that. I, I think. But while you pull that up, OKC tried. They pulled Shea in the fourth <laughs> quarter. They tried. You know, they kind of gave up. Uh, Paul George dominated the last couple of minutes. He took that game over. And then you have the other game that we got to talk about, which was one of the worst choke jobs of the season. Yeah. Sacramento. We, uh, first, well, I thought I had it. I don't have it. So forget the Denver Nuggets thing. We'll talk about it another day. It's fine. Sacramento. Are you out of your damn mind? A 99.9% win probability. You're up 22 with about seven minutes to go, and you lose the game in regulation. In regulation? You couldn't even make it to overtime? Come on, man. I'm over it. I'm over them. I just thought it was bad. I don't know if it's bad. And you know what? And you know what? I thought, and I was sitting there, I'm like, man. And I kind of went back and forth on this game because I was like, you know, they should really get up for Mike Brown and the 50K that he lost and the way that he lost it and the way that he earned. He earned that 50K fine. He did, and it was very good. But I also I was like, are the refs going to let them win? Like, are the refs, are the refs cool with this? Because he really did charge the ref. And you, I watched that documentary. They be, they be little, little, lack of a better word, they be bitches, and they be real soft. And so I thought that they, I was like, they might get another couple of bad calls their way are this you, way. This is the, way worse. Are you saying this the is way worse? Are not uh, trying to fight for real? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, they're definitely not trying to okay. fight for real. Making not sure. at all. But yeah, I, this is way worse than the refs stealing the game from them. They literally blew like the, no ref is blowing a 22 point lead for you in eight minutes. No, ref I don't want. I don't want the argument on that foul call. By the way, Fox fouled him. He clearly hit him Durant on the arm on that jumper. Like that was clearly a foul. Like so, that wasn't even a controversial call. Fox is screaming, "I didn't touch him!" And you're looking at the replay; he completely slapped him right in the arm. It was a clear free throw <laughs> for Durant. It wasn't even close. Happens all the time in the NBA. See players complaining, like challenge it, yeah, and they'll be like, replay. "Challenge it, challenge it, challenge it." See the re- see the replay; the most <laughs> obvious foul you've ever seen. Like, it's not even close. Challenge, yeah. challenge it, challenge it. Completely fouls him. Like I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do anything. Me? How do you call that foul on me? It's like no, you completely hit him in the arm. Like it's, you got to know foul. what players listen to. You got to know what yeah, players listen to. What players not to. Like it's some players that you're like, all right, bro. I'm not. We not listening to you. Look, look at the tape. Look at the tape. Yeah. Point is though, down twenty, down twenty two. I know it takes two to tango. Props to Phoenix for coming back. They showed some resolve. I thought they were going to pull everybody. I thought at mm-hmm. the seven minute mark they're going to end up taking Booker and Durant out. Let the bench unit finish it and go from there. But Sacramento let him hang in there. And then you started seeing don't the give up, man. Yeah, you started seeing the spread, you know, slowly dwindle the points uh, differential. And then Phoenix got the lead. Gordon did nothing the entire game, then hit two big three pointers at the end. 
and Sacramento couldn't score. What they score? Like four points in the final six and a half minutes? It was rough. It was really bad on both sides of the ball. I've mentioned my issues with Sacramento before. I'm not sure if they're good. They're fun, but I'm not sure how good they are. Good win for Phoenix. They still got a lot of work ahead of them. Beal was horrible last night, but you know that happens on occasion. Good win for Phoenix. <laughs> long way to go. That's how I'll put it. Good win for Phoenix. Yeah, man. Yeah, long way to go for Phoenix. I don't know. I really, I'm really kind of over the Sacramento teams, to be honest. I agree with you. They're I've fine, been over them but... a month and a half ago. I still see yeah. Barnes. Fun, fun story, by the way, on Barnes. I'm talking to Adam uh, Rosenberg, and he's telling me that Barnes's point prop was at like nine and a half last night or eight and a half. Barnes really? scores eight points in the first like seven minutes of the game. He finished with eight. <laughs> He didn't score for about the final 41 minutes. Uh, see, and I hate when I hear stories like that because I would have loved to sweat that. I would have loved to sweat and cash Sweat. I'm just saying, though, Barnes apparently had a great first quarter and then just did cardio for the last 40 minutes of the game. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I, I think of Harrison Barnes. So I need to get in you and Adam's group chat because I would have loved to sweat that line out. <laughs> well, we didn't take Eight it. He just, he just mentioned first. it to me in passing. There's no way in hell I'm ever taking in Harrison Barnes over. You know my thoughts on Harrison Barnes. I just thought it was a pretty fun story. No, that's hilarious. All right. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox, man. Clutch player of the year. We got to have a better fourth quarter than that. Dude, Some of those shot selections see. by him were rough. Bunch of fadeaway jumper threes. He didn't. He stopped going to the rim. It, it was It was a mess. Doing bump fades. He's not even a bump fade guy. Just trying yep. anything out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. Before we get into this slate, got to talk to you about the official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and that is DraftKings Sportsbook. And they're bringing you an electrifying playoff offer where new customers can bet five bucks on any to any game. I'm sorry, bet five bucks on any game. You can get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just bet five on any game. $200 in bonus bets instantly. Then guess what? Because it happens instantly, you can bet the $200 right then and there. You can use those credits right then and there and put in more bets. It's so easy. Make sure you tap in with DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code SGP on DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. New customers can get five bucks to turn two. 100 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms with responsible gambling resources all right we are here on a wednesday january 17th in the association first game up on the docket are you starting it over scott studio Rachel? because we have the minnesota timberwolves laying 11 and a half against the detroit pistols this line opened up at 13 and a half is down to 11 and a half 223 is the total injury report here and the reason that it dropped is because anthony edwards is questionable on the injury report with the left knee contusion he was questionable going into the game on when was their last game was that sunday i feel like they've been off for a little bit it was either monday no because we didn't have them on monday yeah it had to be sunday so on sunday anthony edwards was questionable on that injury report with that knee injury he ended up playing no issues so he should play today, but we'll see. 
And for the Detroit Pistons, well, who's not on the injury report? Bojan Bogdanovic is probable. Daniel Gallinari is questionable. Mike Muscala is questionable. Kate Cunningham and Monty Morris are done. Scott laying 11 and a half with the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road against the on a win streak Detroit Pistons. Oh, it's not a streak yet. If they win one more game, then it's a streak. Right now, they're at one. Uh, but yeah, my Dang, streak. Does one, one not count as a streak? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think it does. I don't know. You can debate that. Uh, it's like how many oh. holes does a straw have? It's either one or two. I don't know. Like You, you can make the argument. But still, wait. Wait. It, it's either one continuous hole or there's a hole on each end. Oh, so there, there, wow. That was a debate. That, or uh, is it? That was, a, that was a straw debate from like two years ago. That's a throwback. Uh, the Pistons bet that I had died. What do you think of that? Well, I just blew your world right there. You can think about that. Um, yeah, my streak died. Uh, my personal rollover parlay. Why did Kuzma have to run his mouth? You don't want to be that team to lose to this team. Then the Wizards come out and lose to them by 15 in the next meeting. Not ideal. I'm going to lean to Detroit in this game. I just think it's too many points. Uh, I had a fun ride for about the four games uh, with the Pistons fading them. But still, I think it's too many points. You know, I have issues with Minnesota's team with the offense. I don't think they have enough firepower. If Edwards is questionable, they might sit him. I don't see enough options scoring-wise to blow out a bad team. Now, am I saying that Detroit's good enough to win the game outright? Maybe, probably not. But I do think, once again, if Edwards is questionable, and I really don't like the rest of this roster from a scoring perspective, I think Detroit can score enough to keep this game close, especially at home. 11 and a half, 12 and a half with Edwards not guaranteed to play. That's kind of crazy. I'm going to take the points here. Uh, I mean, he's not guaranteed to play, but I mean, he, he played a couple of days ago on this same injury and played, he played the, like the entire game, basically 38 minutes. So it's like, uh, I get it. I don't want to make this Detroit, So you factor that in of, can we win this game without Edwards? So, playing? so does this change if Edwards plays? I f- like do you do you have different thoughts on this and let's Honestly, talk about not. let's talk about the scoring let's talk about the scoring they are 23rd in the NBA over the past five games in scoring 113.2 points per game for reference the Pistons are 21st with 114.2 in the in the last uh five games I'm not uh, once again I'm not picking Detroit to win this game but do I think they can keep it somewhat competitive sure I don't think Minnesota is going to be incentivized to run them out the building I think Minnesota's going to get in, get a win, and I think margins are relevant. So I, I think Detroit hangs in there. Give me Minnesota by like seven, give or take, mm-hmm. but with Edwards being less than 100%. Detroit recently, offensively, they have not been that bad. Like offensively, they're okay. Defensively, they're terrible. But I do think that Ivy's been better. Burks has randomly been really good recently. Boyan's been pretty good. They can score a little bit. I know they traded Bagley, and Bagley was a decent offensive piece for that team. Once again, I know that he's not a great player, but he was okay for them. I'm going to lean to Detroit plus the points. I'll hold my nose and take the dog. Mm. Let's see here. I am... One and two. One and two ATS is this team after a win in their three wins prior to this. That Houston game is kind of fresh on my mind, and I get it because it's the most recent win, but I'm just going to fade this team. That's, uh, I, I kind of already had it in my mind that I was fading Detroit after a win each time they were going to get it because it was going to be many of them. I'm going to continue doing it. 
And it's really more of, uh, yeah, I don't think Minnesota's really going to put up that many points. But is Detroit either? Because Killian Hayes is still running this offense, and Minnesota actually is a really good defense. And so I'm, I'm more of a fate. I'm just going to fade Detroit here. Give me Minnesota minus 11 and a half, but I'm not. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take a stand with Detroit. They burned my rollover. So why not? I'll give them some respect for one game. I'll take the points. Yeah. Uh, mm, I kind of want to take Detroit team total under. It's just a massive spread of the road team that has occasionally some offensive issues. It's kind of just a massive spread. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm on under. I like the under. I think I like the under team struggle to score, and I think that Detroit might not get to 100 in this game. They might. That'd not. be a hell of a letdown. That's a hell of a letdown, especially going on the road, getting a win, coming back home. Yeah. I want to ask though how how many times do you break out the champagne? Is it after every win? Is it only for record saving wins? How does that go about? There's not going to be many of them in Detroit. That's why I'm one more. Yeah, and you. I mean, I feel like you might as well celebrate each one. You're not doing much celebrating, so that's the only time you're having it. Like, do you? I mean, you celebrate after losses. Like people go out after losses, yeah. But like, you're not celebrating. I think they celebrate after every win. You pop champagne after every win. I think the whole team celebrate. I think the whole you know city celebrating the lines at this point. I don't think anyone cares about the Pistons games anymore. So who knows? Oh yeah, people were crying at that Lions game. I feel they it, should. Though. I can't I imagine being a fan. Yeah, of I couldn't imagine. One game in 31 years, a playoff game since 1991. I'd be probably crying too. That's crazy. Uh, uh, does Rowe ever agree with any of Scotty's picks? Yeah, sometimes. When, sometimes when he's right, we can't play the chalk zone drop every time. You know, <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would get repetitive. We got to switch it up. All right, but, I say I don't think Rowe agrees with his own picks. Is that like? I don't know. Uh, Is that like a self fade? Um, I don't know how that works. I don't know. I don't know. Orlando on the road going to play the Atlanta Hawks. Hawks are laying four. Open up minus three, two thirty and a half is the total injury report, and we have Franz Wagner out, Gary Harris out for the Hawks, Wesley Matthews out, no DeAndre Hunter. I don't care about these other guys. Oh, the Hawks are favored again. We're doing this show. Okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, cool. I mean, right, yeah, give me the magic. Yeah, give me the magic plus four. Like, what are we? Do- what are we talking about here? They, hey, at least they got at, double digit yeah. wins. At least they got double di- double digit wins. ATS finally. We're I have to give Atlanta January. props though, because every time I think they can't sink any lower, they find a way to go lower. Like you got buried by Indiana on Friday. No, uh, Halliburton. I believe Indiana shot sixty six plus percent from the floor in the entire game, and you're like, okay, fine. Home game against the Wizards. What can possibly go wrong? You lose by twenty eight. You lose back-to-back games to the Pacers with no Halliburton, and then you lose to the Wizards. Then you beat the Spurs. You were up by about 90, and it became a single-digit game late in the fourth quarter. So even that game wasn't easy. In the, uh, Atlanta is so bad late in games. They're such a dumb team. They don't guard anybody. I can't do it. I got to lean to the magic here. Laying four and a half with the Hawks, like they don't cover any spreads. I can't do it. I'll lean to Orlando. Bro, this team just got the double-digit wins ATS, and they got an ATS win their last game. You think I'm taking them for two in a row? No and they were, There was way. a minute or two there where fans might think, are we blowing a 30-point lead to the Spurs on MLK Day? There was a chance. <laughs> there was a chance that was going to happen. And they finally like it figured was. it out again. It there was. was a moment where the Spurs cut it to like eight. And it's and like, like, weren't like, you up 30? Uh... 
Oh, here they go. Here they Wemby go. Wemby had zero Wemby points at half, did. and he finished with like 20 plus. Like, it, it was Indiana, Atlanta so no, badly. And it was like zero points, no rebounds, and then the second half just explodes. Like, yeah, he was, cra- he was crazy in that game. But the point is, I, I can't lay four and a half with Atlanta. I, can't I don't even feel good quarters. getting four and a half with Atlanta. I'll take Orlando. At least I know they're going to give constant effort on the defensive end. I can't even say that against about Atlanta. So I'll lean to Orlando. I didn't have to think about it. I'm glad you didn't have to think about it either. There's no, no. way I was taking Atlanta. That's an auto fade here. I've been fading Atlanta for two months. Yeah. Why change now? 230 and a half. I mean, Orlando's a good defensive team, but Atlanta Give me an under. can't stop anybody. Give me an under. I know Atlanta can't stop anybody, but what if this is another blowout by yeah. Atlanta at home? Like, what if what if Orlando wins this by 11 plus? I'm going to lean under as well. They still only scored 108 against the Pacers, scored 99 against the Wizards. Even in the win, only scored 109 against San Antonio. So the Hawks' offense actually kind of slowed down recently, and Orlando Uh is a good defensive team. So, yeah, I I agree with you. I think this number is a bit high. I think that you might get a game that's going to come close to this total, but it does feel a bit high. I'm going to lean to the under. Okay. I may – I'm not ready to fire – actually, I might end up putting a couple of dollars on it. Orlando – 11 plus is plus 650. That's fun. Because I, I really think Orlando can score on Atlanta, but I have no idea if Atlanta can consistently score on Orlando. That defense they had the is actually really weird game earlier in the year, which Atlanta won, which was in Mexico. And that game had a ton of points, but that was like a weird environment type game. Yeah, they were in, yeah, again, yeah. Mexico City. Like, we never really saw that. Oh, yeah. I'm. Um. Yeah, I don't trust Atlanta. Let's just. Yeah, I don't either. I'll lean to Orlando. I like Boncaro points. I don't know who's supposed to guard him on this team. All right. Let's see. I will point out, by the way, I am a fan of Jalen Johnson as a player, but he's gotten benched the last couple of games because he actually can't guard anybody. Like, he's a really (laughs) bad defensive player. I know his stats are good, and I get all that, but when it's one thing about DeAndre Hunter, he's injured all the time. Defensively, he's one of the only players that actually gives a damn on defense. Watching Jalen Johnson take his responsibilities on defense, it's it's pretty painful at times. Like he he got at, cooked repeatedly last week. It was bad. Who's worse defensively, Jalen Johnson or Michael Porter Jr. in his time? Porter Jr. No hesitation. <laughs> Porter Jr. Not even close. Porter Jr. is one of the worst defensive players. I didn't even think about it. Not even no hesitation. Porter Jr.'s gotten better at it, but early in his career, no, he was getting benched every game. We thought that there was a chance that the Denver's head coach had a vendetta against Porter Jr. because he benched him all the time, and it just turns out that he couldn't guard a traffic st- like a traffic stop. Like it was, it was, it was bad. He couldn't guard a stop sign. So no, I think Porter Jr. was worse in their heyday of bad defense. But Jalen Johnson, he is really bad at defense. Just throwing that out there on the perimeter, right. he can't guard anybody. Any props, anything else for this game you like? I like Boncaro points. I'm gonna go standard yeah. with it. If I think Orlando's going to win and Franz isn't playing, just give me the standard Boncaro big game. I wouldn't mind maybe a Suggs threes angle again. That's been good to us because the volume's been there. Caleb mm-hmm. Houston's had some moments, but I don't know if he's consistent enough for me to take him. I think Capella's got a decent matchup against Batadzi, but I don't know if I trust Capella because I think that he's borderline uh, cooked at this point. So no, it's mm-hmm. mostly going to be Suggs and it's mostly going to be uh, Boncaro having good games. I kind of wish that they would insert Wendell Carter Jr. back in the starting lineup because I would really like Wendell Carter Jr. today to get it done against this Hawks team on the inside that's giving up the most points per game in the last five games. 
it's inside the paint. So uh, I would really like to get a Wendell Carter line. And I may look for one still, like mm, later in the day, him coming off the bench, see if we can get some type of low Wendell Carter line somewhere. I would I would play that because I think he can have a pretty solid day inside the paint there. So if you I want like to see a, if you want well, a random prediction, by the way, I can see it by the trade deadline. I can see Orlando trading for Capella. Hmm. Okay. I can see that. Okay. I think they need yeah. some help on the interior. Yeah. I, I, I don't like Tazi. I really don't. I don't like Tazi. He's undersized, I, I, so I yeah. don't know if he's going to give you much. I don't, and I don't think he's. I really don't think he's that good. I just think he's no, he's not. Managing. He's like. But I'm saying in general, like he manager. doesn't even have size. At least Capella gives you some rim protection. He gives you something. He's like Daniel Tice. He's just kind of there. Is Tice? You the you're not mad. He's there. You're not mad. He's there. Yeah. Huh? Now that Plumlee came came back, is Tice the third center on that team now? No, nah, he's second because well, technically, well, Zubac is now injured. I'm saying when Zubac, yeah, so, oh yeah, when Zubac's healthy, he's definitely third center. He doesn't get any burn. <laughs> yeah, nah, he's thought. not getting any burn. So he might end up in Orlando. Who knows? Could be. It's just like a guy that's there that you're not mad. He's there, but he's just there. All right. Yep. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. It's a new, better way to bet directly against your friends on sports, politics, pop culture, or any other event with a verifiable outcome. And guess what? You don't have to worry about trying to chase down cash apps or anything else. Cut's going to handle the payment side of thing. They're going to be the middleman. They're going to be the book. They're going to take the payment. And then you don't have to chase anybody down for your money. They're going to go ahead and pay you out if you win. So... Social features, they have group chats, betting leaderboards. Make sure you join our group chat, SGPN. We have group chat in there, so do all of that. Head-to-head history, fan groups, user profiles, all of that. And you can get cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Reminder that Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to Cut.com, and that's Cut, K-U-T-T.com. Use promo code SGPN to get a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, where they have pick'em scorchers, and you can play alongside your favorite fantasy players, NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, just picking higher or lower on their favorite fantasy stats. We're going to give out an underdog parlay, as we do every episode at the end of the show, and enter underdog lineup, so make sure that you tap in. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. San Antonio Spurs on the road going to play the Boston Celtics. Celtics opened up minus 17 and a half, currently down to 16, 238 and a half is the total injury report here. And we have uh, Zach Collins, Sissoko out. And we have Porzingis is questionable. Drew Holiday is questionable. Derek White is questionable. Jalen Brown is not on the injury report. Expect him to play today. Scott, laying 16 with Boston at home. I, it's tricky because they were down 30 to Atlanta in the first half, but at least they rallied and made the game somewhat interesting. I think I might lean San Antonio here just because Boston is, they might be missing a couple of starters. <clears throat> I mean, three of Boston's starters are listed on in the injury report. Now, the argument is they might play anyway, or as long as Tatum and Brown are healthy, we're good. But it just feels a lot to me. I know Boston's a great home team. I know San Antonio's uh-huh. a joke on the road. I If I was going to think Boston would probably be first half, but do mm-hmm. I think San Antonio can sneak through the back door down 20 and suddenly they lose the game by 12? Sure. I think that's possible, too. It's a massive spread. It, it's really tricky in today's NBA because we're not even at the trade deadline or the All-Star break yet, and it feels like every other game has a spread of 12 in it or higher. But I'm going <laughs> to lean to the Spurs plus the points. 
I just think that Boston has a few too many guys in the injury report that they're going to have to try to piecemeal it. You know, maybe Pritchard gets more run. Maybe he plays well. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to lean to the Spurs plus the points. It, it just feels a bit large to me. San Antonio plus 16. I'm not going to bet it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean San Antonio. San Antonio plus 16. Boston, this is going to be one of those games where they're going to sit two of those starters and because they think that, hey, this is a 7-32 and 32 team. We're going to be fine. We don't have anything to worry about. And then the Spurs are going to give them a game for a little bit. So I'll take 16. 238 and a half is total. I mean. It's kind of high. Is this high? This I don't know team. if it is or not because Boston has can score 130 in a, like a home game against San Antonio. Like that's kind of the problem. If I'm picking San Antonio to theoretically cover, I guess I'm leaning over because yeah. I'm just not picking San Antonio to stop anybody. I just am hoping they're going to score enough points to actually keep the game somewhat respectable. Holiday and White are two of the better, if not best, defensive players on the entire roster. I see Marvin asking how White is on defense. I think he's a phenomenal defensive player. So I think that if Holiday and White are going to be missing. Their defense might have some issues, so I'm going to lean to the over in this game. All right. Yeah, I like the over as well. Definitely start your centers against the Celtics, per usual. Start your centers against the Celtics. Wemby, it's your turn. Is it going to match up on Horford, probably? Horford, I mean, he's cooked. Porzingis is, I mean, if Porzingis even plays. Yeah, we're assuming Porzingis doesn't play. He's got Cornette behind him. Yeah, I mean, I think he's. I, I think he's gonna. I don't know. Cornette's fine. a very big like Boston culture guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Him and Pritchard, you hey know, man, hey Boston man. I saw TikTok. I saw TikTok yesterday, and it was like, who is a vil- Who played a villain in a movie that played that role a little bit too well? Like they, like they sh- probably should have won an award. And a guy quoted it and was like, "Have you seen Stone Cold Steve Austin play that guard in The Longest Yard?" <laughs> oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. That's a good call. It's a great call. He didn't last because, too long in the game because what he was he played that he played that role too well. Two, that's how a white man runs a football. That's how Christian McCaffrey going to be this weekend on the Packers defense. <laughs> oh, we got that game this weekend. Oh, I got to find that drop for the NFL show. That's how, that's Christian McCaffrey's going to have like 100 yards on the ground. I can't tell oh, if it man. aged well or poorly that Nelly plays the running back in that movie. I can't tell if that aged well or poorly. <laughs> I don't know. But oh, man. I got to rewatch that Dang. movie. Oh, man, that was hilarious. I, I just thought that was so funny because I thought about it. And I'm like, wow, he really did play that role well for his personality to be the complete opposite of that. Like, how did you how did you do that? How did if you I'm pick, if I'm picking villains? <laughs> uh, it's not going to be Dylan Brooks. Uh, I'd probably go. I go Alan Rickman uh, for Die Hard one. I'd go Hans. I think that's one of the okay. better villains in movies. OK, you can argue the Joker, Heath Ledger, you know, standard stuff. Oh, yeah. Joker, Heath, Heath Ledger, man. Didn't even get the fruit of his labor. R.I.P. Man. All right, you got any other props? Oh uh, no, win. not really. You know I I, play for stuff. It's tough to really tell without knowing who's going to play for these for these teams. I guess I have to lean to Wemby over because I know you said start opposing centers against the Celtics, and I do think Wemby lengthwise will give Horford some problems. Uh, besides that, though, I mean, I know you're going to like Vassell. It's tough to tell because I don't know who's going to be starting in Boston's backcourt, but if you see Horf, if you end up seeing Holiday and Ash or White Miss, I got to like some Pritchard props. 
I got to like something. By the way, Sam Hauser, another big uh, Boston culture guy. But still, maybe his three-pointers are worth a look. But it might be just a next-man-up approach. Maybe Tatum goes nuts. Brown might go nuts. Like I think there's a lot of points to go around. It's just a question of who he thinks is going to score. This is freaking hilarious. Uh, got to talk to you about Hall of Fame bets, sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research everything in NFL, NBA, soccer with historical stats and data with Hall of Fame bets. And they have a parlay optimizer tool where you can get your parlay broken down by leg, expected probability, and a hit rate for all players for any bet, anything you need, anything that has value, green, green, green. That's everything you want to see with Hall of Fame bets. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And make sure you know that we are in competition with the other shows. Look, I know. I understand. First of all, we do numbers on YouTube. I We do numbers on YouTube. We have a great fan base. I appreciate everybody. You guys are great. And I understand that we may not have the numbers that the college experience has. We may not. They may do. They probably do about double what we do. I'm not going to lie. Be honest. Truly honest. They do about double. But I don't care. David Slade Goliath. I watched LeBron come back from a 3-1 three, three down to one of the greatest teams of all time. Anything is possible. We can win this contest, people, but we need you. We need you to help us. 15% off everything in the merch store from now to the end of the month. Promo code PLAYOFFS. This is a competition between us and the other, show, store, look, the other shows. So make sure you get your favorite NBA Gambling Podcast article from the merch store. Use that promo code PLAYOFFS for 15% off to do that. I appreciate you. This is going on to the end of the month. Hey, help us. Help us win this contest. And I'm telling you, not afraid. Not afraid of the college experience guys at all. I think we can beat them. If you want to hear a funny quick story, by the way, I know we got some games. I did the ad read for the tennis show about a day or two ago, and I was talking mm-hmm. about the contest, and I realized halfway through the read, there is no tennis merch on the in the merch store, so I'm just wasting <laughs> my time. I just didn't have any merch. So I was like, yeah, it's a contest. Buy some stuff. I'm like, oh, wait, I don't have any stuff. All right, cool. Go, go buy the NBA yeah. stuff because I don't Pretty have much, anything. Go buy the NBA stuff. I like passed it down. That's kind of how that went. The Miami Heat are on the road going to play the Toronto Raptors. They open up minus two, currently minus one and a half. 227 is the total injury report here for the Miami Heat. And we have Amy Akez Jr. out, Kevin Love out. And for the Toronto Raptors, Gary Trent Jr. is questionable with an illness. Grady Dick is questionable with the thumb. Otto Porter Jr. is out. Christian Coloco's out. Yaka Pertle's out. I mean, it's easy for me. Is it easy for you? It's actually a bit more difficult. I uh, like, it, it's a bit more difficult for me because Miami's go. actually healthy for once. I want to give a shout out, by the way, to uh, the star player, Mister Big Face Coffee himself. Once he heard that they were having the documentary thing happening, he started playing some games again. So I'm happy that he's back in the lineup. Jimmy Butler saw him play against the Nets the other day. Uh, but I'm going to lean to Miami here. Toronto's a team that I think is fun. I'm not sure how good they are. Like they just give up a bunch of points. They're going to be entertaining. They don't win many games. Their projected starting center for this game right now is arguably John Tay Porter. I don't know who that is. I'm going to be full disclosure. I have no idea who that is. Uh, so maybe they're going to go with a small ball lineup. Maybe Boucher is going to start at the center spot again. But I think Bam should have a good a good game. Keyword should. Uh, I know Hawkes is out, which is unfortunate, but at least Butler's back. I'm going to lean to Butler. It's nice to see his name back on the actual active roster again. But I'm going to lean to Miami. I think they just have the better team. 
It's the minus number behind Miami, man. I know, I know. I'm going against the system there, but with Butler in the lineup, I I, I have not differentiated the system with and without Butler in the lineup. So I'm going to lean to Butler here. I mean, is he in the lineup? I know he hasn't. They haven't said anything, but like, if, you if never know with him. One game against you never Man, know. Left, be you never know with him. Like, you never know. You just really don't. It's the regular season. You don't know. He could be out like right before the game, and that would. It's be such crazy. a troll move by Butler, though. He plays like two games in the last month. Plays against the Nets. Plays forty minutes after not playing for the entire twenty twenty four. First game, forty minutes, thirty one points. 8 of 12 from the floor, 15 of 16 from the foul line. Like, Butler's just trolling out here. First game back, you go to the line 16 times. Like, I, it's just whatever. Uh, I, I, I'm going to lean Butler here. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and continue with Toronto. I'm not laying anything with Miami. This might be – it's an 8. It's Miami minus 1.5. Hey. Miami minus one and not covering one and a half. It's typical Miami not covering as a favorite thing on the road in Toronto. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and continue to bat the Toronto Raptors here. They're, they're scrappy. Like, this is a scrappy Toronto team that really gives teams some problems. And it, it really doesn't matter who – like, my, I've seen Miami be completely healthy. And when that minus number gets behind their name, it just doesn't work out for them sometimes. So I'm sticking with the system. Fate Miami is a favorite. Back them as a dog. Toronto plus one and a half. 227. I can't take it under with Toronto. They don't guard anybody. Yeah. It's fun. They're fun to watch, but they don't guard anybody. So I'm going to go with the over. Second half overs with the Raptors, by the way, have been really, really good. Their second half totals are crazy if you go through the games. So I like the second half over in this game, too. Yeah, I think I think this is a nice little. They ran into Boston at home after that road trip. I think this is a I think this is a spot where it's a little bit little bit less competition. They've been scrappy. I think they can really be in this game. I like Toronto. All right. And I like the over with you 227 and a half point player props. Anything? Uh Butler, I'm gonna go back to. I mean, you went to the line 16 times. We know that Toronto never gets any whistles that work in their favor. So I'm assuming Butler goes to the line double digit times in this game. Bam oh, rebounds. I know it's our apps, it's our absolute kryptonite. It's too soon. Okay. But I, I do think I have to lean to Bam uh, in some, I don't know, PR maybe. Like, it's just such a good matchup for him. I know he screwed us time and time again, but it, it's just such a good spot for him. I think I'm going to have hey, to man. do it. That was I don't the know thing, why, man. That's yeah, why I, I stopped betting him, because it would be a good spot, and he wouldn't do anything. That's why I stopped. I I've been, His rebounds are also at 12 and a half, which is kind of steep. So maybe just points. But I see Siakam at 20 and a half points. That feels pretty low. 20 and yeah. a half. I, I get the argument quickly shoots a lot. RJ shoots more than he should, uh, but he's gone over in seven of the last 10. I know that recently he's gone under in three of the last five, but 20 and a half for Siakam. Maybe he's auditioning. He's been rumored to go to Indiana the last couple of days. Maybe he's trying to audition for, you know, a good spot, but 20 and a half sounds low to me. I'm going to lean to the over on Siakam. I'd say quickly threes at two and a half minus okay. one's hand. If he gets going this game, I think it'll be outside from the outside the arc. And he just needs to get hot, really. Just need him to get I'm, hot and get going. And then he'll be able to knock down three, maybe four. So I, I might like, like Barrett rebounds in this game. Because with Toronto not having a center, Barrett doesn't do a lot of things that I like, but he's a decent rebounder. So I think I was, I was debating between Barrett or Scotty Barnes, but I didn't because I saw both of them at plus money, but I didn't know if I wanted to get there or not. 
I saw Barrett at a double double. I think it was against the Lakers. I think, but it was, was it was one recently. It was, it was one recently, recently, but he's actually been good on the boards. So I'm going to lean to RJ rebounds. All right. Next game up, Houston Rockets on the road, head into the Mecca. Yes, it's the Mecca. Playing the New York Knicks. Did you see James Dolan has a sexual assault complaint? From a decade with, ago? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know. I, I feel like I know what you're going to say here, but I don't know if, like, yeah. I'm not going to say it. Yeah, okay. All I'm saying is that the door is open. The door is open. I, it, there was a million reasons to hate the guy. We just got another reason. Just get him out of here. Just get him out of here. I believe that's called the, uh, what is that, the Dan Snyder strategy? He Just get him that's out of here. So he got man. thrown out. Like, there's so, we have so many reasons to hate the guy. He just gave us another undefendable reason. <laughs> like, if, it, if it's true, allegedly, let's put that allegedly in there. If it's true, it's another undeniable reason to hate this man. Get him out of here. I want to know if Dolan does end up selling the team. Is Oakley retroactively allowed back in the arena, or does he have to like be physically? I feel like you, know, you have to. I feel like you have to bring him back. I feel like if Dolan leaves and Oakley comes back to the arena, the Knicks curse is released and they win a championship in the next five years. I just want to know if the entire Dolan ban list is just voided and everyone just celebrates yeah. like it's the end of a sentence. <laughs> they all have a party. They, they all have a party. party. <laughs> a full on party. They burn like the the bands and they can just party at MSG. Ah, I really hope this ends up with him selling the team. I really, really hope this ends up with him selling the team. All right. Knicks minus five. 220 is total. Injury report. And we have Jalen Brunson is questionable with that calf injury. He missed the last two games with that injury, actually. So we'll see. Uh, He's day-to-day right now. We'll see if he'll be able to play today. Josh Hart is questionable with the knee injury. And then for the Houston Rockets, Reggie Bullock is questionable. I don't think he really even gets any burn for him. And then Tari Eason is out, and Victor Oladipo. I actually saw Victor Oladipo come up on TikTok earlier this week. I don't know why, but he wasn't in a Rockets jersey. So I think they said he was close to making a comeback, but he wasn't in a Rockets jersey. Like, he wasn't even in the facility. I, I really don't even know if he's in Houston. For, he's been close to making a comeback for five years. Has he ever even shown up to the team? Like, has he ever been around the team at all in any capacity? Has anybody seen that? If anybody has seen that, can you please, please let me know? I haven't seen him. I saw Ben Simmons sitting courtside in the Nets Heat game the other day, so he's actually a real person. I, I haven't seen Oladipo in months. So yeah, and I mean, there's no footage of him even walking into facility, hanging out. Being, no, there's no footage at all. No, he's 2024 Rockets John Wall. Like he exists, but you don't talk about him. You know, like he's there oh, in man. spirit, but not actually. What if he's not even hurt? What if they just did him? No, that's the John Wall thing. Yeah, You're like yeah, he might be hurt. He might not be. I don't know. <laughs> all right, man. Minus five for the Knicks at home. I'm not taking the Rockets no on the road. Brunson. Yeah, Are you taking the Rockets on the road. Like they've yeah. found ways to get killed by bad teams on the road. Like I, I just can't do it. They've lost. They're on a what's this? A six game road trip. In the previous five games, they are one and four straight up. Zero and five against the spread. That's actually impressive to go zero and yep. five against the spread in that stretch. But 0-5 against the spread, they did not cover 15 against the Celtics, did not cover 8.5 against the 76ers. They didn't cover as a 9-point favorite in their lone win against the Detroit Pistons that made you sweat, and they did not cover against the Miami Heat or the Chicago Bulls. This is actually not good at all. Yeah. I kind of wanted to talk myself into Rockets with Brunson being out. They should have lost Detroit, by the way. They should have lost that game. 
Yeah. And there is a hesitancy of laying points with this Knicks team with Brunson not playing. I didn't do it last time out, and it worked against the Magic, but the Magic typically have the Knicks number, and they did. They normally have the Knicks number. I don't know about Houston. I'll take the Knicks minus five. Yeah. There's one guy whose props I have to target in this game, and I'm sure you know where I'm going with this one. Uh, is it an over or under? It's an over. Oh. Who are we talking about? It's Hartenstein. Give me the oh, rebounds. Oh, my gosh. All day, every day. Give me the rebounds. Houston? They can't rebound to save their lives. Yeah, give me Hartenstein. He might go for 20 rebounds tonight. Fun player. I didn't, I didn't even think that's what you were talking about. What do you have, like 19 other night? Uh, yeah, I'll read off his recently. rebounds the last couple of days uh, if I could find it. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the platform I use doesn't have the rebounds up. So let me pull that up. But yeah, he's been he's been flying over. Uh, let me yeah. just quickly see what I, I mean. He's against Shangun. That's basically it. Yeah. He had 20 rebounds on Saturday. Reading off the rebounds, 12, 20, 15, 14, 19, 6, 20. Yeah, I think he's in line for a good rebounding game. Give me Hardenstein rebounds over. <laughs> All right, I will back Julius Randle because Houston... He's going to shoot a lot. Yeah, and he's going to get to the foul line. Yep. Houston really, really struggles with keeping teams up off the foul line. I back Joel Embiid uh, higher because I, I played it on underdog, higher than nine and a half free throws, and he had 10 in the second quarter. So <laughs> didn't sweat that. <laughs> he did, I didn't sweat that. <laughs> And not, I was like nine and a half for the game. Okay, like I'm gonna play it. But Houston, 25th in free throw, free throws allowed over the past five games. I told you what they just did with John B. Julius Randle's gonna drive inside the paint. He's gonna give Shangun, Jabari Smith, all those guys a pretty rough day inside the paint. So if I think he'll do anything, I think he'll at least get to the free throw line. And I think he's gonna score too. Like I think he's gonna have a pretty good day. So give me Julius Randle points. I like his free throws made whenever that drops an underdog and whatever that line is. I think it'll probably be at like seven and a half, maybe, maybe eight. But I, I like Julius Randle. I think he'll have a pretty solid game here today. All right. Yeah, I agree. Let's see here. Next game on the slate. We have the Milwaukee Bucks on the road going to play the Cleveland Cavaliers. Bucks open up minus four and a half. Currently minus four. 236 and a half is the total in this one. That was opened up at 238 and a half. Injury report for the Milwaukee Bucks. And I have Jay Crowder is available to play tonight. Chris Livingston's not on the injury report. And then we have Karis Levert, questionable. And, you know, no Evan Mobley, no Darius Garland, no Tyra Jerome. It's an interesting game. Milwaukee won. Should have lost. Dame had his moment. He's guaranteed to take 25 shots in this game, by the way. Pure heat check after one buzzer beater. So expect Dame to try. To try. I'm not saying he's going to drop a bunch of points, but expect a lot of heat check opportunities in this game uh, for Dame. Um, I'm going to ask you, because Cleveland's been decent lately. They're still pretty shorthanded. But that's prob- that's the problem they run into because they're missing a lot of guys on the interior, and that's what Milwaukee likes to do, but Milwaukee can't guard anybody. So mm-hmm. what do you think? Are you impressed by Milwaukee's win against Sacramento or concerned because they needed a miracle buzzer beat in order to actually win the game? Huh. I'm not really con- I'm not really impressed because I'm not either, but I'm just asking. They just defensively they're still not there. Like it's just like Milwaukee doesn't put the fear in anybody like anybody at all. No. And 
it's funny because I talk about how much I really don't like this Cleveland team, but I really don't like this version of, of Milwaukee. <laughs> like I really, really don't like this version of Milwaukee. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the points. I think I'm gonna lean Milwaukee. Milwaukee did well in the head-to-head against them last time out, and they were shorthanded in that game, and they still won. I forgot who missed mm-hmm. that game, but somebody did. Was it Dame who didn't play in that game? Somebody didn't play in that game, and they ended up winning comfortably in Cleveland. I remember Cleveland was up a lot. They actually blew a big lead in the second half, and then Milwaukee won by a decent amount. They won by eight. The fact that they've already won in Cleveland tells me the home court might not mean much in this case. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee's already been there, done that before. Dame, Giannis, Chris Middleton all played. Mm, Why do you think they were missing plate. somebody? Uh, if they're missing somebody, it's not anybody that I would really. Thought they were missing somebody. Okay, never mind. I take it back. Or maybe Giannis was questionable and he ended up playing anyway. That might have been what happened. Or I yeah, thought Giannis, Giannis had 34 16. Yeah, I, I know. I was gonna say, maybe he was like rumored to not play, and I just don't. I'm, I'm remembering it incorrectly. But the point is, since they've already won in Cleveland, I was right about the game script, though. They outscored Cleveland 40 to 21 in the, in the uh, third quarter. So they dominated that quarter. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen had 30 and 12 in that game, and Mitchell at 34. So Jared Allen and Mitchell combined for 64 points, and you still lost by eight to Milwaukee? Yeah, I'm going Milwaukee. I'm going to Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, I'll go Milwaukee. Man, that sucks. Like, in a down year against Milwaukee, Cleveland still can't beat them. Jared Allen insane. got you 30-12-6, and six, and you still lost at home to Milwaukee? Come on, man. Yeah, because, like, and especially if Karis LeVert doesn't play. Like, I think he's going to play, but if he doesn't play, that's another, like, Who's going to – but Milwaukee's defense is that bad. That's that's also the issue. For reference, by the way, LeVert in the first meeting this season against the Bucs had six points on three of 14 shooting, 0 of 6 from three. But he's better than that. But, yeah, he was really yeah. bad. He might have single-handedly yeah. lost in the game the first time around. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, Adam mentions uh, Allen rebounds, Giannis rebounds, Cavs threes. Yeah, we're on the same page. Like, yeah, I think the Yang threes is – I do like Max Drew's threes today. But what's his threes today? Uh, I'll check. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind uh, Niang threes off the bench as well. I know Merrill's Ooh, been uh, getting fine. a lot of attempts, but uh, let me Niang see. Niang is threes. fine. A couple of these guys are bench players, though, so we might not have lines on them. Uh, Mitchell's at three and a half, juiced over. That's all I got. I don't have anything else, so we're gonna have to wait for those. But all right, let's see here. Whoa, that's not what I wanted to press. All right. Next game up on the docket. I like the rebounds too. Yep. I, I, New, uh, New Orleans, the Pelicans, they are laying 12 against the Charlotte Hornets in New Orleans. 229 and a half is the total. Let's see here. If we can pull the injury part. For the Hornets, Brandon Miller's questionable. Frank is questionable. Bryce McGowan's questionable. Mark Williams is out for a while. Uh, let's see here. Gordon Hayward out for a while. And for the Pelicans, nothing to report. Matt Ryan. So I'm going to ask, because Lamelo did come back. They lost by 30 to San Antonio. But Lamelo's back in the lineup. Hey, man, I, I said I was on San Antonio on that one. I felt yeah. like Charlotte was worse than San Antonio. I felt like Charlotte was one of the worst bottom feeders. Well, the reason why I bring it up, though, is the fact that Charlotte has been bad. And I don't even mean like I'm I'm not even trying to like over undersell it here. No, they've been absolutely terrible. They've lost what, like 16 of 17? And uh, nobody's talking about them. But they've been two, that bad. Three, four. I think it's five, 16 of 17. 
Yeah, five straight, and then what's that? They had the win against none other, the Kings. <laughs> yeah. And then what's that? Six, seven, eight. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Holy crap! Fourteen. Uh, well, that was a five-point loss to New Orleans on uh, yeah. the fifteenth, December fifteenth. What number was that? I think you were a twelve. I, I'm pretty sure it's like 13, sixteen of seventeen or fifteen of sixteen. 14, like they've they've been really 15. really bad. Well, prior to that, their next win was a three-point win at home against Toronto on December eighth. So. It's far, few and far between for wins for the Charlotte Hornets, but because they got to a little bit faster of a start than anybody else, nobody talks about it. 12? National Blood Association. I'm bringing it up because Charlotte has kind of been playing like Portland recently, where they just can't even reach 100 points with or without LaMelo in the lineup. And my concern is Charlotte just won't score enough to actually cover this line. To go through the numbers offensively for Charlotte, in the two games with LaMelo coming back, they scored 99 against San Antonio and 87 against Miami. They scored 98 against the Kings. The Kings. They scored 98 points against the Kings. Kings give up 100-plus to everybody. They scored 112 against against Chicago. Game did go to overtime. That helped. Scored 91 against Chicago. They can't score. Like I think I have to link to New Orleans. Like Zion is supposed to be back in the lineup, so I think that's going to be interesting. But I just don't trust Charlotte to score enough points to actually go over. I think I have to take Charlotte team total under. Like this team really can't score. They scored less than 100 points in three straight games against the likes of San Antonio and Sacramento. That's two of the worst defenses in the league, and you can't even break 100. So I think I have to lean to the under in this game. Uh, So that's where I'm going to lean. I see we have breaking news about the Warriors Jazz game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me, we don't get to do this too often, so I got to do it right. Appreciate the chat. All right. The game between the Warriors and the Utah Jazz. I'm so glad that they did it right before, because if we broke this game down and then this came out, that'd have been kind of annoying. But NBA has released that this game has been postponed uh, because of the health of the assistant coach who's in the hospital. Coach. Uh, had, had a medical situation, and so they are postponing the game. It's a serious medical situation. I hope everything's okay. Like, that's got to be something serious. Looks like something sudden in a restaurant in Salt Lake City. He, coll- he collapsed or something, so we'll see what happens. You're an assistant coach, so, yeah, definitely wouldn't want to play. Like, you wouldn't want to play a game after that. That's just hard to play a game happening that day. So, appreciate NBA for uh, canceling that for the players, and uh, heart and prayers go out to the Warriors assistant coach. For sure. All right. Well, means we got one less game to break down. We'll cover that game in the future. The Jazz are inevitable for a reason. We'll cover that yeah, game a little pretty later. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But, okay. Finishing up this one, though. I'm leaning New Orleans once again. If you're not going to score 100-plus points against Sacramento and San Antonio, I'm not picking you to cover a spread. I, I can't. They can't score. I'm going to lean to New Orleans. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take New Orleans as well. Just, you know what? It's pretty chalk here. Yeah. All right. 229 and a half is the total. I like the under because, again, we don't know if Charlotte is going to put up 100 points. <sighs> New Orleans pretty nice defensively. I feel like none of people have fully talked about it. They're a good defensive team. No one's really turning the season around, and I appreciate it. 
I still don't trust them in the grand scheme of things, but as of right now, I like the form they're in. I mean, I can rock with them for the regular season now. I'm going to rock with them, with them and pull the trade that one because I don't think anybody wants to get traded, and then we'll reevaluate after <laughs> that. We'll see. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Player props, anything that catches your eye? Uh, It's really true. You know, to go back to Valanciunas' rebounds, because I like the spot, but the foul trouble is always a concern, and he doesn't really close with the closing unit, because now that yeah. Nance Jr. is back, they use him more uh, for yeah. defensive purposes in that closing unit. I really might make a case for Larry Nance double-double tonight. No, so I was really literally, I was that, literally, it was about to come out, and I think it's, I think it's more because, what if this is a blowout? Nance is going to be in the game. He can get there even if he you know, doesn't pl- if he only plays 20 minutes, he can still get there. Yeah, so, because he's, he closes. So he closes with the unit and then he also plays if there's a blowout and gets extra minutes. Why would we not back him today? Yeah, and it's going to be a big price. So, yeah, nobody's talking about. It. I don't think that's a, that's I think that's a player that we may have the jump on that nobody talks about that. Just sneaky has a really good day. Like, he's been close. I mean, I, I the rebounds he can get there. The points might be a bit iffy, but you know some putbacks. It just takes. That's all it takes. Yeah. It just takes a couple of a uh, couple of CJ pick and roll. CJ dumps him. He gets in the lane. That's it. That's all you need. I've seen big prices for him. By the way, I think I saw like twenty to one the other day for double double really? on Nance. It's a massive price. Yeah, it's a, because he's a bench player, so it's a big market, and he's yeah. been really close, but he hasn't gotten there. Like he had fourteen points, eight rebounds against the Mavericks. He, he can get close, and I think that since he has not had one in a long time, you can get a really good price on that. Well, I'm glad we both had that written down. I, I like Larry Nance I didn't as well. write it down. I, I just I just thought it was. Oh. <laughs> nah, that was, and it's, it was just because more of the fate of Valanciunas and the fact that Valanciunas is probably getting around 20 minutes because of either the foul trouble or not closing with the unit. And it's, or pace. You know, Charlotte don't yeah. mind running. Yeah, so yeah, I can definitely back with uh, Larry Nance Jr. for sure. All right. Dallas Mavericks on the road going to play the Los Angeles Lakers. Dallas is catching four in Los Angeles. 243.5 is the total injury report here for these two teams. And I have Lucas questionable, Derek Jones Jr. probable, Grant Williams probable, Dante Exum is out. For the Lakers, LeBron's questionable. He's going to play. Anthony Davis probable. Cam Reddish is out. And no Gabe Vincent. I I'm gonna ask you because you think this Lakers team sucks, so I'm gonna let yeah. you take. I'm gonna let you go first. I mean, at what point has this Lakers team oh, played we got Dallas? We got a price. Nance Fifteen to one. Oh, oh, you might get a better. Oh, price, well, it does like, say Aussie. Sometimes the price does change if you do a same game parlay compared to the default set double double. So you might actually mm-hmm. get better than that. So just keep I'm that in terrified. mind. You might be able to break twenty to one. I'm terrified of Australia. I, I want to visit there someday. You are crazy. Really? Have you seen the animals and spiders and insects Bro, and all this deadly you stuff? You don't understand. Micah basically offered me the most degen afternoon if I go to Australia. That's just a fun time. So, yeah. No, no. Nah, nah, I've definitely I've been car, offered, gonna get drunk. I've been gonna offered be a, a lot of good times. I've been offered a lot of good times in Australia. I have. I just, I'm terrified to take I'll go for the tennis. <laughs> I don't care. Australian Open's happening right now. I've been watching okay. it anyway. All right. Like all right. It is the Australia Open right now. I hope everybody comes back. I'm running away from a kangaroo, though. They would kick my ass. I'm running away from a kangaroo. Have you seen how diesel they are? Yeah. Oh, they're insane. not messing around. Kangaroo Jack. 
Kangaroo. I haven't seen that movie in a while. I don't know if it's actually. It was not a very good movie, but I did see that. I don't remember if it's a good movie or not because last time I saw it, I was a kid. I got to see it and, and determine for myself if it was. If it was I'll just show it the koalas and the sloths, but I'll stay away from the. Uh, I'll stay away, and I'm not going near the ocean. No chance I'm in the ocean. Those jellyfish and whatever. No chance. But all right. So back to the game. Basically, what I'm saying is that. If there's ever a team that has this Lakers team number, it's this Dallas team. In the past five games, the Lakers have not covered this number once. Yes, they have not covered this number once. I was just making sure I had that correct. Dallas beat them in the They are one and four straight up. Dallas wins in Dallas. Dallas wins in L.A. Dallas actually has won the last three meetings in L.A. Now, the games have been close. Dallas by four. Dallas by one. Dallas by three. There's always one common denominator. Dallas. I thought if you were going to say plays. Because this is kind of an interesting little wrinkle into the game. Because Luca's had massive plays. stat lines against this team. Yeah, so. Luca plays. So, yeah, I mean, of course, the questionable tag. And it's not determined because Luca's been out for a little while. So it's not determined that he's 100% going to play. Yeah, it is. And the fact of if he's ever going to come back is 100% against this Lakers team. So now Luca and Kyrie versus this team. I'm actually kind of concerned for Kyrie because Kyrie does default to Luca, so he might not be as aggressive as he probably should be. But if he is, this Lakers team has no shot. I'm all over Dallas here. All over Dallas I guess, here. I guess my question is, assume Luca does not play. How many points with a total of 244.5? How many points do Kyrie and Hardaway Jr. need to score for Dallas to win this game? Assuming Luca doesn't play. 75? Mm. 70? 80? I feel like they had 80 the up. other night. I'm just asking. Yeah, they did. And they had 60 a night before that. I think 60 yeah, is enough. Against the Knicks, they had like 70, I think, or 60. I think 60 is enough because I don't trust anybody not named LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and I barely trust Anthony Davis for the Lakers. That's fair. I was asking. So, yeah, I think I think if Luka plays, they're screwed. There's no shot they win. But I will admit that there is a possibility that this is a close game. Well, not a close game, but there's a possibility that the Lakers get the win if Luka does not play. But if Luka plays, I really think there's no shot Dallas is going to run in here and get a win. And it might be in dramatic fashion, like the three games in L.A. before this. I'm, I'm all this, over This Dallas game screams one possession or like within three points in the final minute. So uh, I'm, I think I'm going to lean to the points as well because Luka's upgraded. So I think I'm going to lean that way. This total's massive. Like, I know Dallas can score. Do I think the Lakers can actually score enough? I know that the first meeting was a track meet. Both teams also shot the ball insanely well from the floor. I think I'm going to lean under. Doesn't this total feel huge to you? Mm -hmm. It might be more. 244.5 feels massive. Especially when you have two teams that are not towards the bottom of the league in defense. They're not at the top, but they're not towards the bottom. In the last five games, Lakers 22nd. 119.6 points per game. Dallas is 17th at 118. And so defensively, they're not that bad. It's just more of the offense is just so great in this game. Like, I really think that the offensive numbers that could be put up by these teams could really be massive. And it's just because great offense beats good defense at any day. So uh, I kind of lean under as well. I I think that is a lot. I really do think it's a lot, especially for the fact that these games, while they've been competitive, they haven't been the most high-scoring games like at all. You look at, okay, you had the last one earlier this season, 127 and 125, but before that, 104, 101, 
That went under 244 that game, 111, 110. That went under 230 and a half that game, 111, 108. That went under 236 and a half that game, 119, 115. That went under 236 and a half that game. Like, this is huge. Yeah, yeah, I'm on under. I understand why people would bet the over, and I'm not going to shame you for it or anything, but I'm going to take my shot. I'm going to call my shot and take the under. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. That's it. Player props. Yeah, I mean, well, we kind of talked about player props. I mean, I say you just take the stars. Just take the stars. I mean, once again, it's tough to take player props on the Mavs because you don't know if Luke is going to play or not, and he's such a big piece of that team. So, of course, I like the over on Kyrie and Hardaway if Luka doesn't play. If he plays, I still might like them anyway, but it's not going to be as, you know, solid. AD should kill this team. Keyword should. Give me the rebounds of the AD. I think he might walk into 16 rebounds in this game. Who's going to stop him? Lively? Like, have yeah. fun with that. I think AD should kill them. Uh, besides that, though, the reason why I do like the unders because the Lakers aren't a great three-point shooting team. And yeah. if I'm picking the Lakers to hang in there offensively with the supporting cast, who am I taking for threes? Because Reddish is out. I don't think Reddish is any good anyway. Prince, I'm not Matt a fan Christy? of. I mean, Reeves, maybe? Like, you make Matt a case Christy? for Reeves threes? Uh, no, I'm not making a case for anybody. As I'm saying, like that's kind of my point. So I think I'm going to stay away from props as of right now. All right. I do like uh, Anthony Davis rebound prop. I think I'm interested in a lively block prop. I have to find that one. I thought about but, lively rebounds, but I'm worried about foul trouble in this game. Yeah, but blocks could happen. Blocks could happen really easily, and I know the Lakers are going to challenge him. Like they're going to yeah. consistently challenge him. And I think Lively is a really good defender. Like, I really do think he's a good defender. He just he's, he's a young center. Yeah, yeah, he's just a young center that needs some more time in the game. But I think, you know, he's pretty solid. So yeah. I don't have a I don't have a line for him out right now, but I'm sure I'll get one at the end of the day. I'll probably be on a lively block sprout. All right. Last game of the slate, we have the Portland Trailblazers welcoming your Brooklyn Nets into Portland. Just play the drop already. <laughs> Just do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's my team. I'll do Port- it. I gotta find it. <laughs> Portland plus six. These teams suck. Yeah, okay. You go. 223 is the total. Injury for these two teams. And I have Anthony Simons is questionable. And DeAndre Ayton is probable. Wow. Haven't seen that in a while. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, questionable. Uh, do you think he's going to be dominating tonight or no? He could. No, he, could. he actually could. It's a good match. Yeah, he actually really good. Yeah. You have, what else do we have here? Matisse Thibel not on an injury report. Basically, to sum up the Portland injury report, because there's a lot going on, they're healthy and they're playing people because it's been multiple times. They're healthy. Yeah, they're healthy and they're playing people. Shady and Sharp is out for a while. You're not going to see him in this game, but. Probably going to see Anthony Simons. More than likely going to see DeAndre Ayton. You're going to see Jeremy Gray. You're going to see Matisse Thibault. You're going to see, well, probably see Malcolm Brogdon as well. Like, I think this is probably going to, the most healthiest they've been in a little while. And for the Brooklyn Nets, you have Derek Whitehead, who was out. Darren Sharp's out for a while. Ben Simmons is supposedly working himself back. But so he's on not court side, he exists. Yeah. Well, Portland in other beat. news... In other news, I really hope that <laughs> DeAndre Ayton and uh, Mikael Bridges link up at half court pregame and start rapping to Nevada by NBA Youngboy. Cam Johnson, pretty good content in the background. 
Yeah, yeah, he took over campaign's role as the hype guy, but I hope that I hope that happens again. I hope we get that moment pregame again. I really do. I'm not taking Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm not laying six and a half with this team. Like, no, I've, I've watched this team play. I said this in the last episode I was on, but I want to give them a shout out again. The Nets in that last game against the Heat set a record for the most missed three pointers in a single game in franchise history. Congratulations to the Nets. What of an embarrassing loss to Miami. Uh, yeah, uh, Portland just beat this team in Brooklyn. I, I, I can't. I, I, I just can't. I, I got to link to Portland here. This team's not good. They get. I mean, they lost to Phoenix by 11, but that game was interesting. They scored 116. The Nets aren't a great offensive team. They're not a great defensive team. I don't know what they're good at, to be honest with you. I'm going to link to Portland. <laughs> Getting six and a half at home is pretty disrespectful based on the current form. I'm going to link to Portland. <sighs> The Nets are six and thirteen on the road. Like they're not, they're not a good team either on the road. Portland's bad at home, but you can argue it's a wash. I mean, neither team can score, as you said, but like it's just really frustrating how bad the Nets are at scoring. Like yeah. neither team like, can score, they, but at least at least Portland got to one sixteen against Phoenix, and at least they did score one thirty four in overtime. Yes, but they scored one thirty four against the Nets about a week or two ago. I, so. Six and a half on the road. Like I, I can't lay that with the team. I I, I, it. it should be Brooklyn. It really should. They should be able because Portland can't defend. Like at the end of the day, Portland can't defend. And at the very least, at the very least, the Brooklyn Nets can defend. Sometimes, usually. Sometimes I agree. Maybe. Sometimes, yeah. but like I was on this the last time when it was in Brooklyn and it was a double digit spread, and I got Portland on the money line. I'm going to continue to take Portland. I. I Maybe this is a get back spot for the Nets and realizing that <laughs> the New Jersey Nets, yeah. And so maybe this is a get back spot to realize how wow we played around with this team at home. Let's you know pay them back on their home court, but I'm not gonna. They can pay them back. Portland, they're gonna do it by margin. Yeah, this is this is the most healthiest. Like DeAndre Ayton, if DeAndre Ayton scores and Anthony Simon scores, it's over. It's That's over. There's possession. no. They don't have enough. They don't have enough offense to keep up. The Nets are teams. laying three possessions on the road in this game to a team they just lost to at home, laying double digits. Like I, I can't. No, it was technically I can't do two it. possessions. It's technically two possessions. No, it's six and a half. I thought. I saw six oh. and a half here. Oh, okay. So oh, that's right. why it was seven. Yeah, Adam grew up as a Nets fan. I'll tell you right now, Jason Kidd's not walking through that door. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to lean to Portland in the spot. Richard Jefferson, Vince Carter, not walking through that door. This net seems not very good. Only to Portland. <laughs> All right. 223, under. I'm going to under, too. First meeting was very high scoring, but I still don't trust either team offensively, so I'll lean to the under. You want to take a stab at a player, bro? Uh, Simons kills this team. So I'm going to go back to Simons. I want to pull up his numbers against the Nets, but as a Nets fan, I can tell you through selective recall, he's done very well against the Nets. In the past, uh, let me he's at 24 and a half minus 120 right now. It's way too low. That's way too low. Yeah, uh, I, I got to very, very low. I got to find um, his numbers against the Nets. I know he had a massive like borderline 40 piece against the Nets last time out. Uh, yeah, last couple games against the Nets. Yeah, it's actually been worse than I thought, but he's been usually around 23, 24. Hit 38 and 11 assists in that last meeting. 38 points, though. I think he's in line for a good game. I'll link to Simons over. Eight, eight in rebounds I'll take uh, if he actually does play. The Nets can't rebound. I've said this for a couple weeks. With Sharp being out, they didn't even bother getting another center. They're just using O'Neal as their 
second lineup center. So yeah, give me eight in props as well. I like Simons. I have Simons on my card. I actually would ladder Simons today. And I like the do breathe call at ten at ten plus points. I don't mind that call too. All right. We got a couple guys on uh Duke Breathe. All right. Dale Gofford is in the concussion protocol. That's not that doesn't have anything to do with today, but it just popped up on underdog. All right. That's it. With no Utah and uh Golden State game. So lock dog underdog for my lock. Uh, I could fade Houston and feel pretty okay with that, but locking up the Knicks is bad, Juju. You want the magic plus the four and a half or whatever? I was thinking about that. I don't know if you want to use him as your dog or not, so that's why I'm just asking. Nah, I know I know who my dog is, but okay. uh, I could go magic. I think I might go magic. Yeah. I do really like the Knicks today, but I don't. I really don't want to like locking up the Knicks is bad juju. I've been doing pretty good, just not betting Knicks. So yeah, yeah, they just got their. They just got an ATS win, man. Like they just got to ten. It's freaking January fifteenth. On January fifteenth, they got the ten ATS wins. Like that's horrible. That's horrible. This team sucks at home. They don't defend. <laughs> Orlando's a good defensive team. I know I sound like a freaking uh, ether distract. No, you're not wrong. We've been team, saying the same yeah, thing this Atlanta team just fucking sucks, man. Like it really just fucking sucks. Even for gamblers, I don't cover any spreads. I kind of. Uh, I'm fading Atlanta. I'm fading Atlanta. But do I want to take the points or do I want to just take Atlanta team total under? I gotta look at that Atlanta number. If I look you can at do Orlando parlayed with like Boncaro points or something. Yeah. Well, let me see. That team total is at 16 and a half. I still think they go under. I really don't think they do that, but I'll take the four. Just give me Orlando plus four. That's that's going to be the play. I'm just going to fake Hawks. ATS. For my dog, it's pretty easy. Give me Dallas plus 145. Get it done. They're, they own this Lakers team. Like They own this Lakers team. And I'm the upgrade for Luca has me feeling confident that he's going to play. So Luca and Kyrie in LA going up against Braun and this Lakers team. It, it feels like a pretty good matchup. I really don't like anything about, about the Lakers outside of their two stars. And I guess maybe a couple of other players, but I really don't think they're good. I think this Lakers team suck. And all they really do is beat up on bad teams. And then they get killed by teams that have a pulse, like any team that has a pulse, they lose to. So, I'm going to go ahead and take the Dallas Mavericks here as a dog, plus 145, get it done in Staples slash Crypto Center, whatever. Yeah, uh, so I think for my lock, I had a couple choices. I think for this one, I am going to go with the play that we agreed on together, but I'm going to stand on business here. Give me the under in the Lakers and Mavericks game. That line just feels way too high to me. A part of me feels like it's an overreaction to what we saw in the last meeting, which ended up landing 252. But I want to quickly look at the actual stats of both teams in that game. The Lakers in that game, we know how bad they are shooting threes. The Lakers shot 51.7% from three in that game, 53.8% from the floor. The Mavericks in that game shot 49.4% from the floor and 48.8% from three. So both teams combined to shoot roughly 50% from three. They combined to make 36 threes and the game landed 252. Give me the under. 
that line's massive. I definitely don't see that total repeating itself. The first meeting landed 205. Like, this total is way too inflated. I'm going with the under. Luca playing is actually not bad because it might kill the pace. And I expect to see a half-court battle like we always see in the final five minutes of regulation where LeBron and Luca <laughs> go back <laughs> yeah. and forth, stalling yeah. the entire shot clock until the last second pick and roll is going to kill the entire pace. So give me the under at about 244 and a half in the Lakers game as my lock. For my dog, actually, I see 244 flat. I'll take the 244 flat on DraftKings, actually, as my lock at minus 112. For my dog, what I want to go with here, you know what? I think I'm just going to go with an alt prop that I actually don't have in front of me, so I'm going to have to look at it later. Give me Hartenstein 16-plus rebounds. Don't have it in front of me because <laughs> they don't have it posted. Houston can't rebound. The spread's somewhat close. And Hardenstein, we know, has been an absolute monster who had 20 rebounds over the weekend. Give me Hardenstein 16-plus rebounds. Whatever his line is, probably 12-and-a-half, if I had to guess. Give me 16-plus. All right. I like it. I like it. Let's go to underdog. And let me see here. Hartenstein. Do I have a line on on underdog? Probably not. I'm assuming the Knicks lines won't be posted until they know more about Brunson. But we'll see. Yeah, Brunson is the only person that's posted, actually. Okay. Smart. No, No lose situation there. All right, what did we like today? I like Wemby. Okay, we'll go with Wemby. Points? We can do points at 20 and a half, rebounds at nine and a half, points and rebounds. I have such a hard time taking half. his points, though, because he's capped at 20, 22 minutes of playing time. It's a pain in the ass. But he be getting it, man. I know he, he does. I know. I know. He does. Um. All right, let me think of what else we liked. I mean, we like Jared Allen rebounds, right? Or like PR yeah. for Allen? Yeah. So we can go, I can with go PR or I can go. We uh, did rebounds at 11 and a half, yeah. 11 and a half rebounds in PR is at 28 and a half. That's actually lower than I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be. At yeah, I'll go with the higher on that. He had 30 points. He went over yeah. just by points last game. So yeah, I like I that. Like that. Okay. You, so want, you want Jared Allen in there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think we should. For sure. If we're picking Orlando to win, then we he's going to get inside. He, yeah, 27 and a half. For points? I think he gets to 30. Yeah, I think he gets to 30. Yeah, I think he's in line for that, too. Julius Randle. And... Let's go to back yeah, Julius. I'm, well, I, I'm sorry. He's not up there. I'm sorry. He, oh, I forgot. Okay. It's, yeah, only Brunson. Right. it's only Brunson. My bad. Oh, dang, I really like that one. Uh, let's go. You want AD rebounds? Just a thought. 13 and a half. It's not 13 and a half. I mean, I think he gets to like 16. But I, don't know I mean, I do too. But is that is that too high though? Like, is that fair? Uh, yeah, I, I guess it could be. Point. I guess fair it point. could be. Do you want quickly threes? I could Butler play points, that. something. I kind of like Butler points, honestly, because we know Toronto can't defend with this current form, with this current unit. They can't. Would he like Butler or Hero? I don't because Butler had sixteen free throw attempts last game. Okay. Well, what's what's the difference between the two of them? What's the points at? One point. Heroes at twenty three and a half. Butler's at twenty two and a half. Butler's at twenty two and a half. I got only. I think I got to lean over. Right. On we, I, but let's let's think about this now. He okay. has not been serious in the regular season all, up to this point. Like I understand he had a good game before that, but he has not been serious at all in the regular season. Fine, we'll go hero. Okay. 
Big Boston Celtics energy. We'll go Tyler Hero. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I'm fine with that. He's been good. And Hammy Hawkes isn't playing anymore. Okay. So we have Paula Bencaro higher 27 and a half points. Tyler Hero higher 23 and a half points. And Jared Allen higher 28 and a half points of rebounds. I kind of want to drop Hero for Wimby. Sure. That's fine. We'll drop Hero for Wimby. Okay. Points and points and rebounds. Uh, uh, I'll let you pick. I'm fine with just points, honestly. All right, let's take points. 20 and a half. Wimby, 20 and a half. There you go. Wimby, 20 and a half higher. Paula Bencaro, 27 and a half higher. Jared Allen, 28 and a half points and rebounds higher. Six to one. $100 gets you $600. Do the conversion. All of that. We have all of that for you. Appreciate everybody for rocking with us. Gonna go ahead and get you out of here. No, it's been a pretty long show. Scott, anything else from people before we go? No, I'll be back on NBA tomorrow with Munaf. Got the tennis show. Starting to do some live streams of tennis. So keep keep an eye out for that on YouTube. Oh, all right. Make sure you check out Tony's Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Other than that, for the 90, 89, now 89 people in the stream, make sure you like the video on the way out. Should see about uh, close to 100 likes when I check there later. Other than that, I really have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of ending podcast. Just going to do like this. We are out of here. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to go get it. Woo!